Welcome to The Coat Hanger on 2SER 107.3. The Coat Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Lamb, and I'm joined by... Hi there, I'm Coach Kiwi. Emma Phillips. And Nat Morgan. And we are still without Tracy, whose schedule is still healing, I think. So she's uh, she's out this week. She's isolating from technology. She may well be isolating. Maybe that's what's going on. So we are bringing you this podcast because we want to stay in touch with the followers of the game. And so speaking of followers of the game, everyone's still reeling from the cancellation of the season and it's raised some really serious questions about the future of the AFLW. I saw one commentator say, well, the AFL wasted money on AFLX and AFLW, and I thought, hang on a sec there, Sonny Jim. The two are not um, comparable by any stretch of the imagination because we know that the AFLW has brought in a whole lot of players at the much lower levels. There's a lot of money coming in through those registrations, so there actually is a future, I think. For the AFLW, but what do you guys think? I'm um I am concerned that they will use it as an excuse. This whole shutdown and loss of revenue this season as a an opportunity to dump the women's competition. That's my concern. The way they've treated the comp, maybe not year one where they were you know bought it forward and they were excited and they promoted it. They've really not given much in that time and. They're dictating the terms and the grounds and the venues and how it's all going to be run and even this sort of these final sort of chapters with the players' payments and what they're after. But I just feel that this will be their opportunity to say, look, we just haven't got enough money, but we will in a couple of years' time. Um, I'm concerned that, yeah, it won't go ahead. I am hoping, though, that Susan Alberti will grasp it with both hands and start <laughs> in a Billie Jean King moment and start herself up with, yeah, a, a free-flowing, independent women's competition of however many teams. I don't mind how many, but as long as they all play each other once in one conference. Or the yeah. Alberti Slims. The Alberti Slims. <laughs> I think we all need to put... Um, put on white hoodies or or just maybe a whole lot of cloth over our heads and say, help help us, Sue Alberti, you're our only hope in a kind of a Princess <laughs> Leah thing. Oh, I was thinking like Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. <laughs> just oh, I was thinking like First Communion, what are you going to pray for? <laughs> oh, I had KKK in my mind, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, off, right. right off the mark. Right. It's been a good start, hasn't it? <laughs> I'm sure they're looking at just survival at this moment and they don't want any of the clubs to fold but the amount of money they invested into Gold Coast for the last 10 years or however long it's been the men's club or the actual club um is just would be astronomical and the money they spent on AFLX is like what they could have saved for the women's comp by just maybe doing things better I don't know I, I I can see them saying look we love you we just can't love you at the moment and um, I am hoping that I did put it out to Susan Alberti in a tweet the other I think the week that we saw they didn't know what was going to happen. It was going to be either are we in, are we out, are there two, are there four? And I'm going, Susan, save us. And she did she replied, She's a bloody ripper. She's so good on the socials. She yeah. did the whole um, look, I've loved this game for 60 years and I'm so passionate and I'm not going to give up on it yet. So I think there was a glimmer that she's willing to do that as well. So um Yeah. yeah. 
it makes me it makes me think of a piece of graffiti I saw, um, and it was it said, uh, "Stop thinking about Armageddon and so, sorry, stop imagining Armageddon and imagine the revolution instead." And I wonder if you know, with this situation, I can imagine when when we all come out of this and the AFL is looking at how it's going to run its competition if it happens at all this year, it's competitions I should say. Um, you know, it's going to probably need some handouts, like everybody needs some government handouts. I think it's going to ask for those. Now, when they come through, I would love to see the government say, okay, we're going to give you X amount of million dollars as long as you spend it equally on women and men. Mm-hmm. Let's do it equally. Well, we don't have to look very far to see support from some pretty big mouths, and I'm thinking Eddie Maguire. So he was in that little tete-a-tete with Steve Price and saying you can't actually go anywhere with development in clubs without providing for women. So the ground, I think, is already laid. They've just got to continue with the policies that they've already set. I'm talking about they, the government. What are your thoughts, Kiwi? I kind of look at it as um, probably from a business perspective is that the money you're putting into the AFRW is a lot less, but you're going to have a bigger outcome from it so we've got a higher growth so more members throughout the junior club so that's more money coming back Um, the membership will grow and continue to grow the players are growing the coaches the involvement is growing in the league for really a small cost compared to what they put to the AFLM which you know currently it's going to be hard for clubs to grow much on their current members compared to what they can grow for the female side of it. So I just think there's more opportunity to grow and get money back quicker and a higher percentage than what you can from the men for a smaller output. So cut the AFLM. Well, not cut it. (laughs) Not cut it. Just keep, obviously keep the AFLW. But, Mm. you know, you're you're giving three beans to the AFLW while you're saving your seven beans for the AFLM. Mm. So let those three beans grow to great big beanstalks while the other seven beans are just coming medium. Oh, loving that slower. analogy. Loving it. I'm Love just wondering who Jack, who's Jack? <laughs> <laughs> it would be so disappointing if it did fold. But um, sort of the history would be women's soccer in America. They got up a huge competition that played for three, mm. four years, I think it was, and then it crashed and burned due to lack of money and no one investing in it. Um, it's so hard to get it up. It, I'm, I'm just scared that it'll to do it a second time may be really tricky, but, oh, God, I hope not. Otherwise, I've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, then my worry is that they, that they copy the NRL because already, you know, the NRLW is cut by half. The dramatic headline, but the reality is they had four teams. Two of them are reconsidering. That's all it is, only two. One of them's in New Zealand. Huge cost to bring players over and back. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a bit more involved <clears throat> in there. But I just hope that... As much as they all talked about involving the females and their competition is not too late in the year anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, they haven't really been postponed mid-season. But, yeah, I just hope the AFL don't look at that and think that that's a precedent to follow. But the other yeah. aspect, I suppose, is to consider how the clubs factor into this because we've talked about the AFL or the NRL and the governing bodies and what hit they're taking in, and no question it's a really massive hit. But what are the clubs that have traditionally struggled you know, I'm thinking, of course, as a North Melbourne supporter and having watched them go through um, many occasions of having to seriously fight for their existence and or not, not be merged, there's the very real prospect of mergers being put on the table again or of clubs being moved into state or, yeah, you know, that's certainly being touted in the media. To be yeah. down. And what happens to the women's 
uh, component of those clubs. And there is, you know, the clubs are, they have a, a level of responsibility, of, of course, an obvious level of responsibility to their players financially. So it's not just the governing bodies that have to take care of it, I suppose. The, the clubs are really at risk. Some and Gold, Gold really Coast would be the first ones worried because obviously their men are struggling the most, you know, financially, so they're getting the handouts, and their women have had one season. So, um, you know, I think the AFL is pretty invested in having the Gold Coast in place, though, aren't they? Certainly, yeah, I, I hope I so. Speak for the women, but certainly the men. Yeah. In this week's pod, we were lucky enough to catch up with Alicia Eva, captain of the Giants AFLW team. Hello, Alicia Eva. Hello, all. Have you got me? Can you hear me loud and clear? Yeah, I can hear you. No worries. Hey, going? Very well, thank you, ladies. Very well. Sitting on my couch at home in Melbourne, actually. Oh. Have you got a special guest with you as well? I do. I have, I have Louise Stevenson here. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Louise Stevenson as well. How are you, Lou? Good. How are you guys going? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Yeah, good. Thanks, Thanks very well. much for, for joining us. Um, it's it's Fee here. I thought I'd start off with the the hardest question for me because my heart's still breaking um those images of you guys walking off the um the ground having lost to melbourne are still in my head and and i'm actually feel like i've got a few tears in my eyes right now how are you guys going and how did you pick yourselves up after after that uh i think we're still trying to pick ourselves up um no it was obviously um not the way we wanted um, to end our season and um, you know at the time um, I think everyone out on the field expected and thought that the season was was going to continue so to go out in that fashion after being a few goals up was quite heartbreaking and I think um, you know it was a prolonged moment of silence out on the ground but um, I think that was also intentional and we spoke about that after the game around how it was I thought it was really important for the group to actually take something in from that moment um, albeit it was in front of an empty stadium, it was, you know, that probably added to it. Um, it was quite a powerful moment. Everyone was asked to reflect on that um, and will be asked to reflect on that moment going into next season as well and draw from, I guess, those feelings um, and use it as a driving factor over this off-season, whatever that looks like. We um, really love you guys and we, we really felt for you. Just want to want to let you know that. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I, mean, I think it was... Um, we we spoke about earlier that week how we deserved to be there and um, although the, the season was shortened, we, we felt really confident um, around the football we were playing and um, and to be honest, we were kicking ourselves because there were opportunities where we should have put that game to bed and um, yeah, credit to, to Melbourne and, and to Lily Mithin who kicked straight. Um, so, yeah, yeah we, we reflect on it. We haven't reviewed it as such yet, but we certainly will. Um, obviously, it's been a pretty sure. pretty big week and girls are moving across sure the has. Yeah. <laughs> Nat, did you have something else? Yeah, Alicia, hey, it's Nat here. Um, was the overwhelming feeling afterwards like um, regret or anger or disappointment? What? Because you were up by those three goals within the sound of the siren, if you know what I mean. I, re- I think most of us, I assume yourselves, probably thought you had it, had it won. Um, so what was, when the siren went, what was that first emotion? Uh, one of anger. Um, for myself personally, I mean, I guess Louise could could speak differently, but um, I think 
not at any point did I feel like we capitulated. I feel like we just missed our opportunities and we, we really should have, um, you know, finals football is a game of what ifs. Um, you know, what if I had kicked, kicked that goal coming out of the stoppage? What if, um, you know, that free kick wasn't given away? Or what if we got that spoil in? Unfortunately, that's finals football. And um, I think you can never be comfortable, um, no matter if you're two goals up, three goals up, five goals up. We know um, historically that that football is a funny game and particularly finals football, you, you, can't, you can't ever feel safe. Um, and I think that was... There was a feeling for me personally of, of anger that we did let it go um, and frustration. Um, but, I don't know, Louise, can you add anything to that? Yeah, I think um, playing in defence as well is obviously a pretty scary time, um, those last couple of minutes. And, you know, we thought as a group we were really connected, but probably those last couple of minutes when there was stoppage after stoppage, you know, I think you look at the Durban powerhouse that is the Melbourne midfield, um, you know, they've had many, many years of finals together and um, footy experience together and they just held their own for, for longer than we did, I think. And um, like Alicia said, there wasn't any point where we felt like we'd let go of the game, but I think they just they kind of, took their opportunities. Yeah, they took their opportunities and they, they just kept putting a foot in front of the other and, and kept going and, you know, credit to them for not hanging their heads low when there was three goals down the last quarter. Um, usually in an AFLW game, that means it's game over. But um, yeah, I think it was just a, a couple of uh, bad luck things and there was no chance that Lister could have spoiled that last one from Lily Mithin. It was a beautiful lace-out kick um, and, you know, she kicked it beautifully as well. So we were just really disappointed, basically, the backline group from that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What was the um, three-quarter chat, do you recall? Um, the three-quarter time chat, uh, it was... To, we need, I mean, contested balls are a really big part of our game. Um, and I think we were down in that area. Um, and our third quarter, we came out and we, we got on top of contested ball and we started to, um, you know, really get out. I, I think as a midfield group, we started to, um, we were a bit more accountable. Um, we were relying more on um, actually winning our one, one-on-ones rather than, um, you know, trying to do anything fancy. And that really worked to our favour. So it was nothing groundbreaking it was just keep doing the same thing um essentially but yeah we've we've had it we've had a little bit of time to reflect on it um but as i said um the the events of this week have really i guess taken precedence and um, we will certainly i know al and the coaching staff have gone over it i know players have individually had chats with their line coaches but we certainly will sit down and and go over the last quarter and go over the, the whole game because i think um you know, one thing that this group can be really proud of is is how we've matured in the last 12 months. And I don't mean that in an age sense. Um, I mean that in a foot, football IQ sense. Um, and, and I guess uh, I feel like that's something where, you know, I've really, I've spoken about how I feel we're ahead of where we were this time last year in, in being able to, um, I guess, if things aren't, aren't going our way in the game, not completely lose it. We've been able to, to get momentum, or swing momentum back in our favour. So, um, we want to make sure that we reflect on the last game, what happened and what we could have done differently. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully hit season 2021. Um, yeah, hit it running. And Alicia, did it weigh extra heavily on you because you were the captain as well? Like you almost got thrown into it quite quickly at the start of the season. How do you think that affected you as a player and like carrying on that leadership? Uh, 
It, I mean, it, it was unique circumstances um, and, we, and I didn't see it coming. And, um, you know, we, I, I was made aware of Fridges' decision about a week before um, the rest of the group were told. And, and that was a really emotional conversation. I think um, you, you only need to, you don't need to speak to many people at the Giants to realise how important Amanda has been um, to the fabric of the club um, and not just the AFLW team, the club. So uh, when she announced that she'd be stepping away, it was really emotional. Um, and for me, I think, I mean, I've always worked pretty closely with Fridge in the last um, three, two, three seasons that I've been up there. And I guess um, my role as the vice captain has always been, you know, a, a pretty vocal one in the footy IQ sense and, and being that kind of on-field leader and that, that kind of, um, I guess teacher in a way for some of our younger girls so that hasn't changed but I think um I mean the other thing that was really handy for me is that Fridge and I quite good we're very good friends so um as you know little issues have come up or um scenarios during the season where you need to kind of chew the fat with someone I've, all I've had to do is just pick up the phone and uh, we've been yeah. really lucky she's come on board as um I guess uh, she's taking a, a, an emerging leaders program for our younger girls so we had our um, leadership group this year and we worked as a group really well with our coaches um, and with, with Bree Harvey. And then Fridge and Tanya Hetherington were overseeing our Emerging Leaders Program, which is something that we haven't done in the past. And it was something that Fridge actually identified um, during her time as captain as something that we probably needed to do um, to help fast track those, those younger girls coming through. Yeah, great. Hey, Alicia, it's Emma here. And hey, Lou, thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, listeners, listeners don't know we have a history of playing <laughs> a lot of footy together. Um, it's nice to see you both. Thanks for joining us. My question, we were talking earlier about the future of AFLW and given the current climate, of course, no one knows really anything about what's going to happen except that, you know, a hell of a lot of money has come out of sport generally and it will hit the AFL as, as much as any other sporting organisation. Are you guys as players worried about that, whether there'll be a competition, whether you'll have your paychecks hit, anything of that nature? Um, I'm really confident there will be an AFLW competition um, and I think the AFL have come out and said that there will be an AFLW competition. Um, well, that's that's the messaging that has been loud and clear to us as players. Um, so what that looks like, look, no one knows what this, what the AFL 2020 season looks like right now. No one can really tell what anything looks like in the next month. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one and I can't really give you a definitive answer other than that I'm really confident that we will be playing um, whatever season length that looks like. I'm not sure. Um, we know that there's going to be a massive financial hit um, that the AFL takes. But, um, yeah, I think all the messaging so far has been really positive. Um, we, ha we can't have any real definitive answers come our way yet. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that um, – well, I'm, I'm fairly sure that we will, we will be playing. Yeah, great. Hey, Lou, last week when you left the club, what happened to the process uh, chatting with Alan and uh, talking about next season or possible contracts? What happened in that end-of-season discussion? Yeah, I mean, um, that was that was cut pretty short, I guess. So we usually have, obviously, our, our medical review, um, review with a doctor and then um, obviously our chat with the coach as well around how our season went and what it looks like going forward in terms of contracts and things like that too. So, you know, they give us feedback and we also give them feedback on, on the season and what, what's been. Um, 
but with you know all the the situations there isn't now um, we actually weren't allowed to have face-to-face meetings at all so we actually had a, a physio screen and a doctor screen over the phone and, and that chat with the coach will be in the next couple of weeks I imagine um, so it, it has been a bit of a bizarre end obviously we we finished that semi-final and then a couple of days later it was actually I think the day after it was announced that the league was going to be stopped immediately so you know whilst we were kind of sad for ourselves we were sad for the rest of the competition around how that looked um with no premiership being awarded and after you know some teams had gone through unscathed with it you know five wins or six wins on the board they actually weren't allowed to um finish off their season so i guess we're all um as disappointed as we are for ourselves the giants um we also look at the whole league and the whole industry um and then across you know the world what's going on at the moment we've kind of put into perspective of you know, we, we, we hope that we will play again soon enough and, and that looks like to be what it has been in the past, but we know that that may change as well and we're comfortable with that. Yeah. The things that have come up. Yeah. yeah. I think just with that one, it's, the exit process has been different. Um, I mean, some other clubs, I'm, I can only speak for our experience, but we've got a lot of interstate girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as they started closing borders, that was quite... Um, you know, uh, terrifying for some of our girls who needed to get home um, and needed to get home in a timely fashion. So the club have been really flexible and and, um, and Al in particular has been fantastic in making sure he's um, spoken to the girls that he's needed to speak to, um, those girls that needed to get home, those girls that were driving to WA. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the club have been really flexible and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure all those important conversations will be had when everyone settles. So, um, hey, guys, it's Kiwi here. How are you doing? Um, so because it's um, not face-to-face anymore and everything's over the interweb, um, TikTok's pretty pretty trendy for you youngins. Um, They're not young anymore. Don't give them that. <laughs> younger than us. Younger than us. Uh, so my question is I just, I just want to know, did you guys band together for um and do something TikTokish for Alan's birthday, or is that too much too advanced technology for that old guy? <laughs> yeah. I, reckon he, I reckon he probably has an. I reckon he probably has the app to be honest, because yeah. he is he's on Instagram more than any of us. I swear to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't actually band together get a TikTok going. We should have done that. Now that you say that, we should maybe, have thought of that. Maybe we will tonight. Maybe a, yeah. Just a few hours. Maybe an evening TikTok is on the on the cards. <laughs> We've all You've got inspired that, Kiwi. You know, you know he'll still be up. You know he'll be oh, up watching yeah. feet. Oh, and he'll be on Instagram. I think he refreshes his Instagram feed more than any of us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe time. we should put something together. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's a good idea. Great idea. Great <laughs> idea. Actually, maybe you could create a song for us. Oh. <laughs> well done, Liz. You just landed right back on this. Applaud that. Well played. Yeah. So one final question. We sort of dredged up a whole lot of um, stuff about that last game, but um, how are you guys spending now? Now that it's come to a screeching halt, how have you spent today? In in you know, I guess it's almost semi isolation, isn't it? I assume you. I assume that you're. Um, They've crossed the border, so they have to be isolated. I was just about to say. I assume that you're following all of the orders of of one Daniel Andrews, who's who'd be very very disappointed if you don't do exactly as he says. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm really lucky. Mum and Dad have got a big two story house, and all of my siblings have now moved out. So 
Uh, Mum has set up a makeshift kitchen upstairs and um, that's essentially where we're living for the next um, two weeks until Lou goes back home. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, because we have come from interstate and there's a number of different girls who are kind of in the same scenario, we're just, um, I don't know if we have the mandatory isolation because we got home um, almost a week ago, but um, yeah, we're, we're laying low and we're just, there's a lot of, a lot of emails to be chased up and um, I've got a few jigsaws ready. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you got your jigsaw puzzles ready. I've got the jigsaws ready. Um, I've got the my essential items. Out. Yeah, I've got the guitars out so they're Very ready good. To, to get in. And, um, and we've even discovered that my brother didn't steal the um, the PlayStation when he moved out. So, <laughs> you yes. Yes. going on? <laughs> I do actually have – I've got uni work, so that is good that I, I feel like I'm doing something still. It's probably the, the first time I'm relieved to have work to do, but um, <laughs> we're, de- we're definitely trying to find different things that we can get up to over the next couple of weeks and get inventive with um, running programs and indoor workouts and things like that as well. Yeah. Without, yeah. You know, spread yeah, out. Kind of stuff, it, isn't it? Yeah, mm. so we're, we're both very conscious that even though it was a week ago that we stopped playing footy, we want to get ready to go for next season. <laughs> Um, so would so, that be called instead of TikTok? Would that be called Fitfoc? Why well, shouldn't say that with my accent? That could no. be odd. Could be. Could be odd. Can we do any edits tonight? Sure. <laughs> well, if you if you're after something on Netflix to watch, we can recommend Tiger King because I no we don't we just finished watching it last night and no, I still what? don't know what I saw. Well, Tiger I've King. Yeah. You've seen it? Well, no, I haven't. Seen, I've seen lots of memes and tweets yeah. about Tiger King, and I yet to discover. What's it about? Yeah, what is it about? You'll see. Carol it's, killed her husband. It's it's about <laughs> tigers in captivity and Spoiler then ri- rival, um, <laughs> yeah, rivalry and big cat breeders. It's, yeah, it's a whole other world it's in America. Really strange. <laughs> Don't watch it. We uh, we're actually watching Offspring again on uh, Netflix. Ah. So, <laughs> It's about it's about yeah, a bit old, but um God, what a show. Well, she's only sleeping you? with the first doctor, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over Patrick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Every episode you mentioned it. <laughs> All right. Well we might leave it there. Thank you very much for your time. Oh, one more question. One question. Oh. One question and Alicia, you're welcome to answer. Lou as a defender, you probably want to answer this. Um <laughs> Have you ever given a coat hanger? I actually don't think that I have. She hesitated for a while then. It's happening mm. for sure. We saw that pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Have you? I think I'm have too you short been, too. You have, you been, have you been coat hangered? More, more likely been oh. coat hangered, Alicia. I've seen yeah, you. In fact, no, I've seen yeah. you been coat hangered. I've been coat hangered a fair few times. So, yep. um I'm trying to I'm trying to get to an aggression point where I do coat hanger someone. Like I think that's like I need to get so I coat hanger and then pull it back from there. Mm. So I'm still trying to tackle people. Yeah. Oh, so God. <laughs> no, it would put, put Sydney football on the map, wouldn't it? The coat hanger for obvious reasons. <laughs> it would put Sydney football on the map. The someone oh, does yeah. a coat hanger. <laughs> Are we endorsing violence? Hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no change up from lightning. <laughs> Lightning matches. Yeah. yeah, there you go. 
Oh dear. All right. Well, thank you very much, um, guys, for your time and uh, all the best uh, in lockdown. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. And uh, sending thank you. well wishes and good health to everyone. And thank you for your support um, this season. Yeah, we appreciate and, it. Yeah, and every other season gone before. We really appreciate it um, and we look forward to chatting to you um, in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, One more thing nice. before you go. Oh. It's about the Premiership Cup, right? It's already been yeah. engraved. Oh, and the, And the Cup ambassador was Fridge. Do you think she should keep it forever? Yes. Oh. That's a great, great question. I might that actually works. send her a message now and ask if she's got it with her. She, well, if she, she is, she's not a very good ambassador. Can you let us know? Can you let us know what she says? <laughs> yes. Um, if she's okay with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll let you know for sure. But that's not a bad cool. idea. You ladies have come up with some great ideas tonight. So. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we're here for. Put it from a different perspective. Our ideas, women. We'll listen out for uh, Al McConnell's birthday song. Oh, God. (laughs) Pressure's on now. Okay, thanks, ladies. Thanks, Thanks girls. Bye. So we're going to leave it there. Thanks very much for continuing to tune in, and we will be back next week. But until then, for the best harbour views in women's footy, Tune in to the Co-Hanger. Hey!